Boggies out there, welcome to episode 17 of Your Brain on God. God, 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 God. In this episode, we have a conversation on wisdom and the mind of God. We're going to be talking about how wisdom is accessible to us everywhere in everything, and specifically how wisdom has been personified and come in flesh and bone in the person of Jesus Christ. Ooh, preach it, brother. I'm preaching right now. <laughs> So tune in, have a listen as we talk about engaging with that relationship with wisdom and how we can walk in wisdom every single day, grow in wisdom every single day, and have it be not just an idea, but a practical part of our daily living. Amen. Amen. Enjoy. There's this firefighter who was interviewed, there, and he was able to make really quick calls on situation. He was really experienced. But he would know exactly how long this billboard was going to be standing before it fell, kind of a thing. So he would like make calls so that way the team can get out there in time before the thing fell down. He was like a firebender. Yeah, he was a firebender. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he he had all this these insights, like intuitive decision making, that came with his experience. Mm. And people were trying to figure out what are the how does he know, you know, how long until this happens? The you know the roof is going to collapse or how long before this thing happens. Right. And uh, he didn't know how. He didn't know how to explain it. But just after, knew. Yeah, it, was just in, it just seemed in, like intuitive to him. And after questioning him and interviewing, they discovered that he, he had had experiences over and over again with these types of things. And so without him even being aware, he knew how long this thing usually lasts, you know? If this thing's going to last right. burning, it's going to happen within this amount of time. He didn't know that. He wouldn't be able to communicate that. It was just intuitive to him. Because he had had so much experience yeah. with fires. Right. That somehow that made it into his like what subconscious or something? Yeah. Where or it, just his intuition became natural. So It natural. wasn't something that he could teach to somebody else. He wasn't able to explain what it was. It was something that was natural to him. But they discovered that it's be, it was there actually was a system that, was op- that he was operating by. But he was unaware of that. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Welcome. <laughs> Are you ready for some chill vibes? Chill vibes. Chill vibes. Welcome to 10.10 point. 10 point now. <laughs> Welcome to your brain on God, 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 God. Episode 17. 17. Boggies. I know we were just talking about firefighters. firefighters. We just came in in the middle of our conversation. Yeah, just sitting here on the couch, conversating. Conversating. <laughs> Chilling out. We've got our mics in our hands, everybody. You might not be watching the video, but if you are, you can tell we got chill vibes Chilling right out. Chilling out, man. <laughs> I feel so chill today, Daryl. I am so chill today. I am so chilly today. You are so chilly. <laughs> it's hot today, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's really hot. Even in this room, it's hot. Normally, we have a table in front of us if you watch the video, and you can't see, but I always sit like this behind the table. Because, my legs are crossed. Because Daryl is an airbender. And if you are He's a mystic and never watched the videos, you wouldn't know how I was sitting anyways. <laughs> I could have been upside down. <laughs> he could have been. Actually, that's something that we want to implement, because if we can get all the blood into our brain, 
perhaps it'll allow i think you know in in ancient cultures blood was life blood is life blood is life <laughs> i don't know how you can live without blood Aaron. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, i've done it before daryl and i could do it again all right don't test me like that if we can get all the blood into our domes then perhaps we can gain even more wisdom of the ages because blood is life blood is life and we bring blood to our brains to make our brains more active that's exactly right <laughs> so no i went uh bungee jumping and uh man if there's something that sends all of the blood straight to your brain it is bungee jumping it was crazy why to your brain I've never done it before. But why did you feel? Because well, you're hanging upside down. Oh right! You literally, <laughs> you literally are jumping off, and you're going upside down, and then it pulls you like this, and then bounces you up like this. So all of the blood you get like pulled, it gets all sucked into your brain. So my head felt like. Whoa. I for some reason I forgot that you're hanging by your ankles when you go bungee jumping. Yeah, you're hanging by your ankles. Let me tell you something. Okay, we asked this question this past week in youth group. Okay. Hey, we're going to get back to the firefighting stuff because it actually ties into what we're talking about today. But just, just hang with us for a little bit. <laughs> um, we talked about in, this, in my youth group um, this past week, there was this question in our small groups. And it was, what is really difficult to trust God with and what is really easy to trust God with? And I talked about my difficult things. For me, it can be difficult to trust God in like being like righteous before him. You know, I get really like heart of myself hmm. to trust that like i'm good and that he like sees me as pure and holy and beautiful you know yeah. and so it's like it that can be hard something that's really easy for me to trust god with is like the fear of death like i i feel like i don't really and maybe i just haven't been in situations to where it's like but i feel like i just not uh it, it talks about in hebrews like that he's actually freed us from the fear of death like freed his people from the fear of death yeah like when i went bungee jumping I felt like I was the only one that was just excited to jump off a cliff. Like everyone was terrified. And I was like, why would you be terrified? I was like, this is the best way to go. <laughs> like I was really excited. <laughs> but it's not like, I'm not trying to like say like, oh, I'm not ever afraid of death. Cause I think I, I would be, you know I mean? If push came to shove and put someone, put a gun to my head or something like that, I might be really scared, obviously. But, but I don't think death would be it. It'd be like the pain of death. Maybe the pain of the bullet. Going the pain of your head. Yeah. You probably yeah. wouldn't feel it. Yeah. In that case, you have nothing I don't to know if of. they shot my kneecaps, Daryl. I'd be yeah, scared that of that. Scared. Right? No, but I got, I got, uh, went bungee jumping and I was walking on, on the grate and I got like some nervousness just cause I was like, whoa, I'm about to jump off this bridge, you know, but as far as like actually dying, I was like actually excited. I know this sounds really, no, I don't know if I should say well, you're it. excited to jump off or excited to possibly die. <laughs> to, like the <laughs> both, like there was like this, this resolve in me of like, oh man, like even this is the best way to go. Even if I die right now, it would be awesome. Like I, 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 because, because I'm going to heaven. Like I literally can't die. Like there's a, there's a trust in me of that. Right. Like, right, you know how, when you have dreams and like you fall off a cliff and then you like wake up cause you're afraid as soon as you hit the cliff. I had a dream. Uh, this was probably, maybe it was like a year ago that I died in my dream and it didn't even wake me up. What happened? I was in a car and i was driving and i don't know i just started swerving and there was a huge wall in front of me and i literally just went like this and i was like oh no i'm gonna smash into this wall like i was just thinking like that and i crashed everything went black and the first thing on my mind was hey where are you jesus like it was just like chilling like there Whoa. was like it didn't wake me up it didn't frighten me like it was actually like oh i was just expecting to see jesus and what happened fun. in your dream did you see jesus I didn't see Jesus. No, it was just it was just black. And then I was kind of I remember being confused in my dream. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, God, where are you at? 
but yeah. oh my god anyway but i think that's well, kind of cool you know it's like yeah. know, like that's one thing some people struggle with different types of things like one of the people said like oh i'm really afraid of death like i could die at any moment and i just never think about that maybe it's just because mm-hmm. i'm ignorant to it i just never think about it i'm not saying that uh, you know i would never be afraid of death but anyway that's what, something i learned this wow week. it's something i learned this yeah week. yeah that's fun that's fun <laughs> I think if I were to ju- go jump uh, bungee jumping, uh-huh. I probably would think about the possibility of me dying. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know if it would stop me. I don't think it would stop me. No, I probably would be nervous though. Jumping off full of adrenaline for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, skydiving th- seems uh, less scary than bungee jumping. Yeah. See, that's the thing with skydiving. I, I seriously, it wasn't scary to me. Like, oh, I was just jumping out of a plane. I was chilling. Or like, I don't know. I, I'm just, I just don't think about those things. Hmm. Is that wisdom? Is that wisdom? Is that <gasps> wisdom? Transition. <laughs> 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 well, welcome again to our episode. Episode 17 of Your just, Brain on God. Yep. Yeah, we're yep, going to be yep, talking yep. about some good stuff today. I think we're going to be talking about, we're, it's, it's very conceptual stuff. You know, so so stick with us on it. Conceptual, but also it, it makes its way so practically um, into our lives. I think we're going to be talking about well, wisdom, right? Really, and what is wisdom mm-hmm. if not practical? If not practical, if it's not practical, is it wisdom? No, it's just knowledge, right? I just thought about that right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I knew I've, I've known that. You know, wisdom is people say wisdom is uh, applied knowledge. Yeah. You know, people say that a lot. Wisdom is knowledge people say that applied. A lot? I thought I came up with that. Uh, sorry, Aaron. I don't think so. <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> I thought wisdom was knowledge applied. I thought I came up with that. I don't think you came up with that. Dang it, dude. <laughs> you thought you came up with that right now? No, 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 no. No, I've been saying that for years, Daryl. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe that was just wisdom revealed to you. Dude, you know? I think I coined it, man. I don't think you coined it, but I think maybe you found the coin and picked it up. Oh, that's maybe good. somebody didn't give it to you, right? I just found it. Maybe you just found it, and perhaps that's uh, often the case with wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know why wisdom is wisdom. That is a that is true. <laughs> what do you mean, wisdom's wisdom? Like you could have in one culture a phrase that represents something, and in another culture a different phrase, but it represents the same thing. Like doing relationships a certain way is wisdom is wisdom right right and then in a completely different world where they never have would have interacted finding wisdom and doing the relationships the same way right like oh you're saying like it's uh, it's objective like the the proverb grabbing grabbing a dog by its ears is like was it grabbing a stray dog by its ears is like entering into the argument of a neighbor or something okay that can be discovered to be a wise uh, phrase in any culture. In any culture. Anybody could grab a dog by its ears too hard and get bit, right? Right. Anybody could interrupt a neighbor's arguments and get la- and like lashed out on. Right, right, right. right? Oh, okay. And recognize, okay, it's good to not do that thing. Right. Right? That totally. could be wisdom. Right. And we have access. This is, you know, the where we're going today is that we have access to the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, you know, kind of like what you're saying, that, that, um, that logos or that wisdom that kind of surpasses every culture, 
you know i'm not saying that right. there's differences yeah. in like actions or differences about how you do that how you honor people how you love people how you treat people and stuff like that obviously that stuff is pretty nuanced in our culture but there there's like there's wisdom that kind of um transcends you know culture and background and different things just like rules especially you know found in the bible proverbs talks about a lot of them that like if if you do this like these things will will happen or you know that kind of mm -hmm. stuff there's a wisdom that transcends and um the beautiful thing about that is is as believers we have we have access and, and i would say even as just people made in the image of god sometimes they step into it without even knowing it you know yeah, sure. access to the wisdom of god and and that's really what your brain on god is all about you know is actually getting a mindset that's so latched on to god's mind that you can see through his eyes so that you can walk like he walked and have your relationships your own self-awareness, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Your right. your own, you know, worship and lifestyle, like be founded in God's mind, right? Yeah, in yeah. his wisdom. And and we have access to that. Like that that is a gift that we've been given as as humans that we can step in and have access to God's wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. The uh the Hebrew word chokmah used in the old testament. Mm-hmm. It refers to wisdom in like that. It's like, but wisdom is like the principal thing, mm -hmm. right? That's in all of the world, all of creation. It's like the principles that make everything work. Right. Everything that is good and beneficial is about the chokmah, right? Mm -hmm. Flowing and and doing what is what is well, what do, what works well, mm -hmm. and being able to tap into that, right? So Proverbs talks a lot about wisdom and lady wisdom, right? Which is chokmah and being able to see how god formed the earth on wisdom on wisdom. right that's what it says that with wisdom through wisdom, on wisdom through wisdom yeah. through wisdom right he created and it's uh, it's like it's always available to us wisdom is out in the streets calling mm -hmm. calling to anybody who will listen right i think it's right it's proverbs 8 talks about wisdom being out calling out to anybody who's who's willing to hear yeah, it on the street corners yeah on the yeah. street corners right and like think about the old like market town back in the day mm -hmm. someone sitting there where, where everybody comes it's the busiest place in the in the town mm -hmm. just being available for anybody who's willing to listen anybody's willing to listen yeah right and that's wisdom is available for anybody who's willing to listen right i think sometimes it's hard for us to hear wisdom when we're trying to listen to something else mm -hmm. and but, it kind of yeah. contrasts that in proverbs 8 with like what it calls like the adulterous woman which mm -hmm. is more like maybe the wisdom of this world you know what i mean or the satisfaction the gratification of this world because it talks about you know wisdom being more precious than rubies you know all these things right, then you have this yeah, other wisdom yeah. that's saying no like rubies is more precious than this or like forsake wisdom to go get the rubies you know right it also says folly calls out to every, like yeah to ex everyone. exactly so you and that's the thing it, all of us have the opportunity either access to folly or access to wisdom yeah. both are calling out to us every single day you know what i mean come and follow me come and right. eat from uh, from from my banquet table from my fruits like and calling out to us to to uh, to welcome us you mm -hmm. know and so we have the opportunity when we're in that market space you know what i mean or when we're in the world when are we're in our the market space represents to me like our daily life you know what i mean yeah. you would go to the yeah. market you know to get food for the day you know to get yeah, bread for yeah. the day so in your daily life wisdom is always calling out to us and we can always make that choice to step in to wisdom to step into that knowledge applied to step in to to god's mind 
God's mind for us, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it says folly is actually on her on her porch. It's like there's Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly. Yeah. Folly. And Folly is on the porch calling out to you to come come over and like, you know, eat some of this bread I stole or <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. That marketplace representing the daily life, right? And uh-huh. then the someone's porch is like you kinda have to go over there. <laughs> mm. It's easier to access wisdom, but somehow we sometimes ignore the voice or we uh, we'd make decisions to go over to folly instead, mm. you know, and follow folly. Right. Instead of the voice of wisdom. Right. Yeah. Wisdom is, wisdom is accessible, but it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it's always something that is clear. I mean, whenever it's pointed out, I feel like, oh yeah, that's wise. Right. But in our daily lives, how do we actually notice (laughs) like tap into that wisdom you know right and see the wisdom right i think actually something we talked about earlier was uh the relationship Mm -hmm. with wisdom right and in proverbs it does it it personifies wisdom as a person Mm -hmm. like you know that person we have relationship with right but wisdom or hokmah is a is a characteristic of god right it's like a prime characteristic of who god is that right. hokmah right and as we interact with god we get access to hokmah because we learn about who he is right and as we learn about who he is we discover wisdom right it's also wisdom is found in the council of many mm-hmm. yeah it's it, another way yeah <laughs> it, it, it it's everywhere you know we, we also have talked about you know the 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 greeks you know um uh, I mean, st- back in Jesus's day or whatever, they were all about wisdom, you know, yeah. a, lo- a lot of our great philosophers obviously, you know, come from the Greeks, you know, you have yeah. Plato and Socrates and Aristotle mm-hmm. and they all talked about, you know, wisdom, this cosmic uh, logic, this cosmic, cosmic wisdom uh, called logos. And, um, and it was all about discovering logos. So much is written about this word, logos in like in ancient philosophy and even today in in philosophy still like uncovering what this logos but basically in broad terms what this logos is is this this cosmic wisdom right this thing this thread that all things kind of go through that nature follows that uh, that is like almost like the created order of our of our universe of our of our world the why things work the way they work you know why even the sun sets you know or why the sun rises and then the sun sets like everything kind of working mm-hmm. like clockwork is all this this logos that kind of holds our universe together you know what i mean this cosmic wisdom yeah and um, what and so, uh, so so many of these great philosophers were like Plato, Socrates, Aristotle were studying this logos and have written so much about <laughs> the, this logos. And then what's so interesting is that in the book of John, it says that in the beginning was logos. You know, it, in the beginning it says was the word, and the word was was God and was with God. So it, it's saying like this cosmic order, it's God. You know, I mean, he is the one right. that holds everything together. He is the cosmic, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, this thing that you're talking about, it's kind of like an ethereal sense. Sometimes we, we can, you know, especially in the new age camp, maybe it's like this, right. the, yeah, the universe, yeah. like there's this beautiful universe that's holding everything together. And then John makes it very clear in the book of John. It's like, it's not like all this cosmic weird out there stuff. It's like, it is God and it was with God. Right. And right. then this logos 
became flesh. Became flesh. So it's like this this cosmic order, this wisdom, it actually became flesh in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So in Jesus, that is where uh, Colossians says that um, in him is all wisdom and knowledge. Right. All wisdom and knowledge is founded in him. By him, all things exist and consist, and he holds all things together. He is the thread that holds, you know, the space between the atom, like, you know, the electrons and neutrons and protons all together. He is the reason that those, you know, those can actually stay together and rotate and the reason why our world is continuing to to work like clockwork. Like he's holding all that together, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it and it it makes this this outside thing, this outside wisdom very personal because that wisdom became a human being you know right and i love in proverbs you know that talks about lady wisdom as like you know i mean this this woman who's calling you into a relationship you can either have a relationship with folly or you can have a relationship with wisdom like they're both calling out to you Mm -hmm. and then in jesus what what john you know kind of you know um, personifies for us. He personifies that logos or that wisdom in right. a similar way, like it's become flesh, meaning it's become like us. Meaning in another way, it's become available to us. Yeah. You know, through Jesus, and through Jesus, Jesus is wisdom actually personified in a person. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> no, wisdom personified beyond wisdom, because it's not just the way that we might think of wisdom, but it's like the ultimate principles of the universe. You know, mm-hmm. everything is based on this concept of 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 things working together in a certain way right and that's what logos represented it was something so much more than just like a single word it didn't mean like word or even we get the word logic right right logos Mm -hmm. and or like the study of you know the biology that's Mm -hmm. about theology is it's logos and it's the study of something but it's like the study of everything that is Jesus is the ultimate understanding of all things. Right. The way everything works was now <laughs> yeah. brought into a person, Jesus. Yeah. Right. And he, from the beginning, the Proverbs talks about wisdom found being uh, with God in the beginning, creating the earth, you right. know, that is through wisdom that God formed the foundations of the earth. And then Jesus was in the beginning, this logos that was in the beginning was mm. with God and was God. Right. And now, that logos that word became flesh and jesus is now all of this personified personified and we can be in a relationship with jesus with wisdom (laughs) with wisdom right Right. and talking about seeing wisdom being able to see through things and past things you know looking and kind of the unveiling of the inner workings of things right right jesus was totally bringing a different perspective because he was wisdom right? he was wisdom personified yeah he was wisdom personified and the more we spend time getting to know jesus i think the more we do understand wisdom and mm-hmm. what that looks like right and to right. have wisdom in our lives to right. take the mind of christ right right to, to have the mind of christ is to have all of that <laughs> mm-hmm. all of that accessible right to us yeah it says that it, it says this in in first corinthians that like uh, I love the Bible. It says like, who can know a man, but that own, or who can know a man's spirit, but the spirit of that own man, mm. you know? So it's like, only I can actually know what my spirit is feeling. You know what I mean? What's going on, that yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and he was saying, and Paul says like, it's the same thing with God. Who can know God's, who can know God, but God's own spirit, right? The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Right. And then it goes on to say, and we've been given that spirit 
Yeah. <laughs> so basically wow. what he's saying is that we can know we can know God yeah. because we've been given his spirit. Right? Because his yeah, spirit indwells wow. us because we have become the address of the Lord, right? We become <laughs> like the, the he's made he's made us his home. Yeah. And because mm-hmm. God has made us his home, because we have relationship with Jesus, we have his spirit residing in us, we can know God because his spirit knows him. Yeah, right. He's taken up residence within us. I think one of the translations says <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you, so you actually start a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and then that's when that key phrase in First Corinthians that says says we have the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's really the the crux of uh, you know what we're going after uh, in in your brain on God, like we 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 started with, is to have God's mind. You know, right? To that see we, the way he sees. To see the way he sees. You know, I mean, and to hear even the way he hears, and to to gather things together, and be able to piece things together, and weave things together, and uncover things the way that he did. Because Jesus came and he brought a crazy. I mean, he says he's the way, the truth, and the life. You know, he brings yeah. a crazy truth, a crazy wisdom, and he just starts uncovering all of these. Um, uh, I want to call it. Uh, what's it called? Uh, processed processed things like in the world you know i mean things that have been kind of bandaged over you know how you have like fresh fruit and then we make it like worse and worse by processing it Uh right that's kind of like what religion is you know is like we have like fresh fruit we get like fresh revelation from god and then we try and like start processing it ourselves and like packaging it (laughs) up whatever longer yeah and we make it less effective so we can make it last longer it's like you have a beautiful revival with god and then you like want to make it religious and Mm -hmm. so it starts dying Mm -hmm. out and you you know you provide packets on how to have a revival to people so you can make money and you you know you make make relationship processing revival yeah yeah, exactly um but jesus came and he uncovered all this stuff because he had the wisdom to be able to see past all that stuff right Right, so he's speaking to the religious leaders at the time and he's just uncovering all the crap you know he's able to see directly into their hearts and say you guys are whitewashed tombs you know Mm -hmm. you look good on the outside but on the inside you're full of dead bones, you know, like yeah. you're, you're full of death, like you, you and, and you're putting on this facade, but like I can see straight through that. And I think that's what wisdom does. That was God's wisdom in Jesus to be able to see through facades, see through fake things, see through processed things and get to the heart of what really mattered, get to the heart of what like something's essence was you know what i mean that, yeah, yeah. that's why he was able to even take the law and condense it into like what is it actually you know all mean? of this is summed up in this yes yeah. this thing uh well that takes wisdom to sum up <laughs> sum up all of the law and prophets you know uh-huh. i don't know how many books 600 that is and something oh not all books but yeah the laws but yeah. the laws like 612 laws to have the wisdom to see the thread in all of the laws and then weave them together and say all of the law and prophets is summed up in this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Like he was able to do that through wisdom. Right. And and that, because we have access to that wisdom, we are now able to do that in our life, seeing the thread of our own lives, of our own experiences and circumstances, of our own relationships, and then thread them back together to say, this is what really matters. This is what we have to go after. This is like the wisdom for this. So we, it's just super fun because we, because <laughs> I want to be like Jesus, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have access to that, you know? Yeah. It's crazy that there's, there's so much information in the world. Yeah. You know, so much information that we're taking in constantly. So many different uh, points of like stimulation or like 
points where we can take things in and consider things and think mm-hmm. through things. And it really is wisdom with knowing what to focus on, right? right? The wisdom of knowing to focus on certain things over other things or making certain priorities or to not listen to certain voices or not listen to, you know, certain, uh, of like wherever, wherever it's coming from, like source right. of info or this person. But there's so much that we're constantly able to take in. It takes wisdom to filter through and to see what really is the thing that matters. Right. Right. And it, it, to look at something and to see the wisdom that is being presented. It's, it's like, <laughs> there's a, I think there's a proverb that talks about the, how the wise will become more wise. Right. Right. Because it, it takes wisdom in order to see wisdom right. when it's presented to us. Yeah. And the more that we can increase in wisdom, the more we can know what to filter through, what matters and what doesn't matter. Right. But that wisdom comes from spending time with wisdom, mm-hmm. which has been personified as Jesus. As you know, Jesus. Jesus has come into the complete fullness right. of wisdom. And thinking thinking about like, well, how do we get more wisdom? Because I want to be wise. I want to be more wise, right? right. And I, I think of uh, James, one when he says, "Anybody lacks wisdom, just ask of God." That's what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. Ask of God, who gives you know every perfect and uh, good gift comes from down from the Father of Lights, and right. he and he wants to get he, will, he, he wants says to. he says he will not rebuke you if you ask for wisdom. If you ask for wisdom, he will not rebuke you. Right. Right. He will yeah. give it freely. Yeah. And. It's uh, <laughs> it's hard sometimes to even stop to think to ask for wisdom, right? You know, when we just keep going or we're in an argument with somebody or we're in a situation that is like full of tension or we're confused, don't know what to do. Stopping and asking for wisdom is something that doesn't come naturally to me. Mm. I don't think all the time to stop and just ask God for wisdom in this situation, right? But whenever we take a time and stop and pause, that's the opportunity for something to be revealed. Right. Right. When we're constantly going, 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 mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for us to notice the chokmah that's surrounding us. Right. Right. To hear the voice of, of Lady Wisdom calling in the marketplace. Right. When we're just going to get our groceries, going to talk to this person, going to stop and do this thing. Mm. That it actually takes moments for us to pause in order for us to just see the wisdom that is in front of us, right. the opportunity for us to learn and gain wisdom. That proverb that it's it's to the glory of God to conceal a matter and to the glory of kings to seek it out. Right. That there's all this wisdom surrounding us, mm-hmm. right? And that it's our honor and joy and to our own glory to be able to find something that God has hidden for us to find. You know? Yeah. It's like a little treasure hunt. It's like a little Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. Little Easter eggs all over the place. So right. Like we have, it's up to us to be able to stop and look, at, look for it. Right. Right. And look and to engage with the character of God and the heart of God throughout all of creation. Yeah. In our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. To stop and look at the ants, like the Proverbs refers to yeah. the ants, you know? Yeah. Look at the ants, you sluggard. See how they work day and night. <laughs> right. You don't have anybody telling them what to do. They just go and do what they need to do. Right. And I literally had a time where I stopped and I was looking at ants work and I was like amazed. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I saw them, I saw what they were doing and I, I was just walking past an anthill and I stopped and noticed the ants running around looking kind of crazy and just right. 
looking like they were just running around the top of the anthill. I don't know if you ever if you've ever seen that. But like if you look at an anthill and there's ants running around, it just looks like they're aimlessly wandering, right? Right. Maybe they're searching for food. I don't know, but they keep just going in and out of the hole and moving around. And I stopped and I was gonna walk away and I felt like um I was about to walk away and I felt God pressed on my heart, like stop, I'm gonna show you something. So I stopped and just kept looking. And then I started noticing that every single ant that came out of that hole was carrying a pebble, a piece of sand, teeny no tiny way. piece of sand. Yeah, this teeny tiny piece of sand, which I never noticed that in my life. <laughs> For real? <laughs> I've never noticed that my whole entire life yeah. watching ants, you know. But every ant that came out was holding a piece of sand, one single grain. And they'd come out of the hole, they'd walk to the edge of the piles of stuff, and they'd place it down, and they'd walk back inside the hole. Right. All the ants were doing that. And then all of a sudden, when I saw all this like disorder, I saw a whole bunch of organization mm. and all of them working together to accomplish a task, which I had never even thought about <laughs> watching ants build an ant hole. Dude, but I, was, I would have loved to see you <laughs> looking at this, looking at an ant hole from like an objective point of view, just like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> looking at this ant hole, just like blowing his own mind. I pulled out my phone. I started recording. I took pictures. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> Look how amazing this is. Look at these ants working together to accomplish yeah. a mission. Yeah. I can learn yeah. something from these guys. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. You know, that was Hokma. That was like wisdom revealing itself. Right. All these ants doing with their little part that they could do. Right. It's not like one ant was digging a huge hole, like pulling out a power drill and like. Right, 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 right. But it's all the ants doing a teeny tiny thing to work together. Right. To accomplish something. And then and then God can speak to you through that because he he founded the world in wisdom and so can speak through nature like I think Colossians says as well he's like he is in all things and is all things, you know, yeah. which is like uh-huh. whoa, uh-huh. that's kind of a crazy <laughs> verse like and so you can even see, you know, I mean, uh Solomon got the perspective of like see the ants oh you sluggard like how they work day and night you know what I mean so yeah. he took that in a, a laziness th- thing you know and and applied that way of wisdom but then you could also see that of like oh every single ant is doing their part you right know what I mean yeah. oh a good team every single person does their part that's awesome or the even the idea of how just doing the little things over time can create you know what I mean yeah, something that makes huge a difference. every single ant has just one pebble and to you without actually taking some time to see that will notice oh that just looks like chaos it doesn't look like anything's happening right right uh-huh. but they're actually forming their own home you know what i mean and they're doing yeah. all of this different kind of stuff by just taking one single grain of sand at a time and then even the ability to be like wow and then you can actually learn from all of these things that god is opening up god yeah. is opening up to you and that is just and there's wisdom in that it's that the little things over and over again make a big difference right, right? that's wisdom but but it was your response to that as well to say right, to, see to, to and even to listen to god when when god is saying hey just stay for a couple more minutes and just watch watch the ants you right. know yeah and instead of being in the marketplace and just be like nah whatever i'm gonna go okay you know what i mean taking time yeah actually watching and you gave yourself the opportunity to see the wisdom of of ants you know <laughs> right yeah i just was reminded i was listening to a podcast with uh uh John Maxwell was being interviewed by Kerry Newoff and John Maxwell was he's a leadership guru if you don't yeah guru is probably not the right word but uh it could fit him yeah (laughs) (laughs) he was talking about how his mentor told him that if he wanted to be a master at anything spend one hour a day for five years doing it Mm. one hour every day focus on one thing 
Hmm. And so he started doing that. But just one hour, to become a master at it, just do one hour a day for five years. If you could do that, you'll become a master. When I could think about when I was playing drums and, you know, I was playing for like three hours a day, sometimes even four if I was going for a long. I had friends playing guitar for eight hours a day. It's like, yeah. whoa, that's crazy. But you can actually still become a master if you just did one hour a day for long enough and were consistent. For long enough. Yeah. Right. And you could become, you can master something just by one hour every day. Yeah. For five years. And then he's, he talked about how he didn't notice anything in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like halfway through, after he was there like three years in, mm-hmm. he suddenly realized, whoa, I'm I'm getting good at this leadership stuff. Right, 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 right. You know, like, wow, I'm learning, I'm growing I'm at, in my leadership ability. Mm-hmm. And he continued to go and he never really stopped <laughs> right, right, of right. Di- diving into that one thing. Right. But in the beginning, those little things don't seem like much, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like not much of a difference. Like going to the gym doesn't seem like much of a difference is happening. Right. But after a while, you feel the difference. Right. And you realize the difference, but mm-hmm. there's wisdom in the consistency of the small things. Right. And it takes wisdom to do that. It takes wisdom to have patience in the middle of the process. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, like you said, it takes wisdom to obtain wisdom. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is like the relationship with wisdom where it's like it's just like in a relationship how you don't get to know everything about a person by taking them on a first date. Right. You know, you continue to get to know yeah. them. And, and I would even say, you know, we are made in the image of God. God is infinite. And so if we continue to grow and follow him, we just become bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? Yeah, so yeah. there's even more and more and more to get to know about people, like a limitless amount to know about like your oh, spouse, absolutely. which is, which is really unfortunate for a lot of people that have marriages and they stop getting to know each other, you yeah. know, uh-huh. <laughs> because that's a different topic altogether. <laughs> yeah. And we, we're, I mean, we're like two young guys. I've just got married. You are not married. I'm not married. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've heard, I, I I'm just speaking out of my own pain. Something <laughs> that something that has given me hope for that kind of thing, that exact thing, mm-hmm. is knowing people have been married for decades who have right. that perspective. Right. They're never going to fully know their spouse, so they want to keep learning about them. Right. And that's like, okay, if you say it's possible, and, and I see one person at least. All I need is one person who can show me it's possible. Right. 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 <laughs> Even if I see all kinds of relationships that don't do that. Yeah. But there's wisdom in understanding that. Right. Yeah. There's a, a proverb, another proverb, or two different proverbs. One of them says, "Rebuke a wise man, and he'll be ri- wiser still." Right. Right. And then there's this other proverb. Um, it's the next verse, right? No, it, that one does talk about how you can about punishing a fool and then continuing the. Uh, and I remember you like you being. Uh, uh, what are you saying? For it or something? <laughs> I don't know. But so re- rebuke a wise man, he'll be wiser still. Like mm-hmm. he's going to grow in wisdom. But then there's this other proverb that I'm thinking of that says. The fool delights in, does not delight in gaining understanding, but in airing their own opinion. Mm. So a foolish person is not going to be seeking wisdom. Right. Right. They're not going to be trying to get understanding. They're just going to want to show how much they already understand. Right. They're going to want to share what they think they already know. Right. But the wise man is the one who's going to be learning Mm. because it takes wisdom to gain wisdom. Yeah. And if we're operating, we're operating in foolishness. Anytime we think we have nothing to learn right, from whoever is around us. Right. Right. It's, it's a, and that's our own decision. If we're going to be wise or be foolish, it's like in one, in one instance, in one way we choose if we're going to be wise and we choose if we're going to be a fool. And in another way, wisdom is, is not yet gained. Right. And foolishness maybe hasn't happened, 
but we decide which path we're going to take by mm-hmm. deciding if I'm going to take the wise stance or the foolish stance. Mm. Am I going to try to gain wisdom and understanding or am I going to think I already got it? Right. Because once you think you already got it, you're not going to get it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It takes a a slow relationship building with wisdom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To gain wisdom, to continually open yourselves up. You know what I mean? That little anthill trip <laughs> that you had <laughs> might not have changed your life forever. You know what I mean? In that one moment. Obviously, it had an impact on you because you remember right. it and it was like special to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it, it might not change your life. But when you continually open yourself up to to understand, to say, to even say, God, I, I don't understand everything. I want to understand more. I want to have your wisdom. Pray the prayer like, you know, James says, where you ask God for wisdom, and then he opens you up to that. When you continually do that every single day, going into the market, choosing wisdom, you'll start realizing that stuff is coming out of you. You didn't even know it was possible. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, and, and it is after five years, you're like, man, I, I can't even think that way anymore. Like there's such a, such a crazy wisdom you know, just available everywhere. Like sometimes I'm actually overwhelmed by it now, you know, not because just one day I woke up like, oh my gosh, yes. But but for the last 10 years, I've been following Jesus and just been like, hey, whatever you want to teach me, <laughs> open up mm, to me. And for the mm-hmm. last 10 years, slowly but surely, you know, up, down, sideways, you know, diagonal all over the place. I've been all over the map, but but coming back to this core in Jesus, things just light up my heart now that I can that I can see, that I can understand, that even in my own in my own spirit, I can see roots of things, it, reasons why I'm doing things. I have a self awareness that I never used to have before, like an intuition with people that I that I never used to have for a wisdom about how to lead you know, my teams that, that I never used to have before, you know, a wisdom about how to do even logistical things, emails, finances, even, you know, that I've never had before all because, and it's partially just because I'm getting older and having more life experience, you know, but also opening yourself up for God to speak into all of those different areas of your life, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then to say, I want to see those things. I want just like Jesus did to be able to uncover some of those dark things and shine light into them. I want to be able to do that too, you know? And, and you said, which I think is a cool one we've been talking about a lot, but the, you know I mean? Like it takes wisdom to gain wisdom. It, it reminds me of, of that verse. I think it's in Psalm 34, or Psalm 36, where it says, God in your light, you know, by, yeah, in your light, do we see light? Right. Mm, so mm. it's like, we need God's light in order to be able to see light. You know, C.S. Lewis says, like, I I relate God to the to the sun. You know, he says, like, not that I can see the sun, but that it is the thing by which I see everything else. Right. right. So God's light, God's wisdom, when we ask for that, he gives us that source of wisdom and it illuminates all these things and then creates like a compound interest in our mind because we've given ourselves to wisdom. And now all of this stuff starts flooding in or whatever. And you're just climbing the mountain of wisdom and then more and more and more stuff is coming to you. And now in your business. Uh, there can be musical wisdom, you know, there could be architectural wisdom and soundness, you know, people that teach really well, people that speak, have gifts in different areas, have different wisdoms in different areas, different mm-hmm. hokmas or right. Sophia is the word in Greek or, mm-hmm. you know, different logos have, have tapped in to the source of wisdom in God. I would say some of, you know, people, even if they're not a believer, have tapped into it and they just don't know that they're actually tapping in and sourcing out of God who made them, you know? Yeah, totally. There would be, yeah, it's interesting talking about wisdom 
and this concept of chokmah, you know, the ultimate logos, the ultimate mm-hmm. understanding and what, the thing that keeps everything together and everything that is built on the highest level of principles, you know, everything is comes down to these things. Talking about that being God's character, a part of God, who God is, and then thinking about people who don't believe in God, who do seem to have a lot of wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Who do seem to have a lot of perspective and insights and knowledge into things. Um, but I think about how much intentionality, how much more intentional can we be mm-hmm. if we truly do believe that God is the ultimate source of wisdom, mm-hmm. right? How intentional are we to just even ask him for wisdom or to spend time with him to become wise in different areas in our relationships, mm-hmm. you know, with our, with our kids, with our spouse, with our friends, with our coworkers, with the people that we lead, the person mm-hmm. that is leading us. Spending time with God to get closer with him is like spending time with wisdom. Right. You know, and obviously more than that, mm-hmm. but that's included in there is I might not be a wise person, but it is wisdom for me to sit to, to sit with wisdom. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, maybe I don't consider myself to be, you know, the wisest person there is, but it is wisdom for me to, to spend time with wisdom. Right? right. And in that I can be wise. Right. I'm a wise person just by deciding to be with wisdom. To right. learn from wisdom, to increase my relationship with wisdom and to get to know wisdom more mm-hmm. personally, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. rather than thinking I have all the wisdom I need, then right. that's, that's a foolish thing to do. Yeah. The fool says in their heart, there is no God mm-hmm. as the psalmist writes, but there's this relationship that we get to build with mm. Jesus that gives us access to so much of of uncovering the things of life, right? right? So that we we can see the abundant life when things don't look abundant, <coughs> right? So we can experience the abundant life when <coughs> when it doesn't seem that way. Right. But to be able to see past all of the other stuff that's around us, all the other advice, information, whatever that's coming in or the things, the facts, being able to look at everything with wisdom mm-hmm. is different than to being able to look at everything and just take it in. Right. Because wisdom is what's going to guide us yeah. in those decisions that we make, right? It's ultimately wisdom that determines whether the good decision is going to be made because we can have all the facts. That doesn't mean we're going to have a wise decision, mm. but it takes wisdom and sitting with wisdom and getting to know wisdom more, you know, right. if we were to think of wisdom as a person mm-hmm. to yeah. be, be with wisdom. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, I was actually just talking about this, you know, with my girlfriend, Abby last night, but about how, um, you know, Christians, since we do have that, that access and that relationship with wisdom, you know, that we probably should be the most creative people on the planet, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, mo- like in, in business, in writing, in, you know, philosophy and, you know, all of these different things, because, because it does become a lot more intentional where you, when you know what the source is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you know where it's coming from, where you know that every every day you can engage in a relationship with wisdom, you know, with 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 Papa God, you know, with with Jesus to actually step in and to gain um, the wisdom that He has, and then stepping 
stepping into that wisdom, right? It's like th there's access for us, and there's a lot of things that that happened that I think crushed that for for a, a while in in history. The church was was leading the artistic, <laughs> you know, community yeah, and, and having yeah. a wisdom about you know the arts and and you know um, sculpting and painting and all this beautiful stuff. And then you know, kind of the the church got this, I guess this maybe religious mentality or something and the dark ages happened, you know what I mean? They shut all that stuff down mm -hmm. and, and it was like, it, you know, basically unholy because it was, wasn't, you know, spiritual, I guess. Maybe it's like a Gnostic idea of the separation between physical and spiritual. I don't know exactly what caused, I don't know enough about the a, dark ages, but. During the reformation, there was a big argument about this between like, the difference, big difference between um, Calvin and Wesley, uh, not Wesley, Luther, <laughs> and Luther, yeah, between Cal Calvin and Luther, was whether or not churches should be beautiful. Mm. One of them believed that the church should be beautiful and creative and glorious, you know, to reflect God, because we're saying we're building this for God's house, you know, as a right. place to represent him. And the other side of it was we shouldn't have it be beautiful because it's a distraction. We need to be homely and, you know, everything should be plain and shouldn't be anything mm. that distracts from him, which is yeah, which is a bummer. <laughs> right, yeah. That we lost that beauty side of who God is, you know? Right, yeah. And the, the, the aspect of being able to outwork with wisdom, you know, like mm -hmm. that whole kama that is the craftsmanship right. that really is available to us right. to represent him. If we're saying we're following God and that we are representations of Jesus and who God is, right. then we should be so creative. We should be so right. skilled and talented. You ever see we a should... sunset? It's like <laughs> God could have made those plain. He could have made them, you know, homely. Right. You know, like, and it's just like a gray sun that just like goes down. But he made those wicked beautiful. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like to be able to to look at. And so if we're we're made in his image, we should we should be stepping into the same things to to make things beautiful, right? right. But I love in the in the old testament when they're building what is it, the tabernacle? The tabernacle they temple. Did, they did do I don't know what they you're did talking both. about. <laughs> but they basically uh I think it's in was in Exodus. I don't know. It's in the Torah, right? Eh, I'm sorry. But um, basically, God commissions a guy named Uzariah. Uzziah? My Bible, my Bible knowledge right now is <laughs> off okay. the par. Sorry. I am a pastor. I know the scriptures. Uzziah, anyway, maybe. Uzziah, something like that or whatever. <laughs> but he, he said that he's given him wisdom or yeah. chokmah. You know what I mean? He's given him knowledge in all sorts of craftsmanship to be able to make the tabernacle. Yeah. Right. That there was a wisdom about it like that. So then even that like wisdom is not just like this spiritual, conceptual idea, ethereal value outside, but it's actually the wisdom in everyday life. Right. To to do what you do with wisdom. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You're a creator. Do it with wisdom. You're an architect. Do it with wisdom. You're a leader in a church or you're a leader at Starbucks or you're a leader, you know, yeah, at, yeah. at a Fortune 500 company. Just do it with family. Do it or yeah, just a leader in your family. Do it with wisdom. You're starting a new relationship. Do it with wisdom. You're in a marriage. Do it with wisdom, right? And there's there's this this um there's this flesh aspect to wisdom, right? The word, the, right. Logos, the logos became, became flesh. flesh and dwelt among us, right? So it's not like this conceptual universal universe thing that we have to tap the keg of, you know what I mean? It is it is right here before us that God has given us certain chokmahs, certain wisdoms to be able to carry out yeah. carry out life. But when Jesus actually becomes your life, it's not just like, well, I have wisdom in this area. There might be areas that you're growing in, but you we have access to wisdom in every single area. Yeah. Right? Like it's like the he gives his spirit without measure. 
It's not like, well, you have wisdom here, but you can't access it in your family. You know what I mean? You're just kind of str- right. <laughs> you're struggling in that one. You kind of have to figure that one out for yourself, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like we we get to choose if we're going to have a wise posture or not because right. it's the fool who has no delight in understanding but only an error in their own opinion, mm-hmm. right? And whenever we take the posture of, I know enough, I know what I need to know, I, I got everything I need to, to get, right. that's the posture of the fool. Right. When we think we're the master of this and we can teach anybody, mm. right? Rather than I have something to learn still. Right. And we can take that posture in every area. Right. Right. We can always be in a posture of wanting to learn more. We can mm. always be in a posture of looking for wisdom. Right. And that really is our own decision mm-hmm. in our relationships, you know, with our, with our families, with the people that we're leading, with the people that we're following, with whatever we're doing. Right. Even in arts, in a craft, in a, in a, in music, in whatever, mm-hmm. we can take a posture of wisdom. Right. Right. And uh, and we in that moment are embodying wisdom as well. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, we yeah, welcome the presence of Jesus to be with us. It's wisdom and take on the that. mind of Christ. And now we are looking for wisdom. Right. We're looking to grow. Looking to tap into that hokmah that is in the essence of the universe that God has created in the in creation, right? Where we mm-hmm. can see that and he has put it inside of us, the potential to access that and right. to live it out, right? To live it out, not just to have all these thoughts. Mm-hmm. There is no wisdom in theology without practice. Right. You know, it's the theology is for the practice of, the theology is about what we believe and that is for the purpose of what we do. Right. It all comes down to what are we doing? What are we actually doing? Yeah. Yeah. What are we actually doing? And that is a huge thing that gets missed sometimes in Christianity. Mm. Is like we we talk about all the things that we believe and all the, right. the, the make sure we have the right beliefs. But then what? How is that actually changing the way we live? Mm-hmm. Are we actually going to be living out what we say we believe? And that is where the wisdom comes in. It's a connecting of those two things. Right. Yeah. And when we keep things conceptual or just ideas we end up getting tossed anyway because they don't become actual reality in our lives. Yeah. Right. So you can have a bunch of, of knowledge and say, I mean, even for me, how many times have I said like, I know what's true and I know what's right, but I just can't do it. You know, like I'm just not actually stepping into it because until it actually becomes tangible for us, you know what I mean? Then that's, that's when it's like starts to become really real you know, in in Mm -hmm. our hearts. And then we actually, we actually can act out, you know, but, but that is a huge, um, a huge thing for, for being wise is the posture of being a learner, right? Mm -hmm. Always wanting to learn always. And that takes humility to do that because you're actually saying, I don't know everything. Yeah. Right. And there's stuff I need to grow in and I can, I can get better. You know, that I can be a better husband. I can be a better boss. I can be a better leader. I can be a better firefighter of what we talked about in the beginning, right? And as you go on an experience when you're always open to learn more, that's where you grow. There's actually a a proverb that says like the the wise seek, uh, you know, seek to always be learning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To actually, actually step into it. So when you have an open heart and a humble heart, to to grow and to learn that's where wisdom has a place to latch on to your heart and kind of you know yeah, yeah. pull you into her home you know to 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 teach you um and that's really cool so and it's and it's um it, it can be very nuanced and 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 beautiful you know what i mean like there's wisdom for different for different situations i love um in proverbs as well 
uh, there's these two verses that are back to back. And one of them is like, uh, don't answer a fool according to his folly. Or the first one actually says, answer a fool according to his folly that he might be like corrected or he might change his ways. And the very next verse is don't answer a fool according to his folly so as not to, I, I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. To answer a fool according to his folly lest he think himself wiser than you. Do not answer a fool according to his right. folly lest you make yourself like him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I, like that. I love the in Proverbs, it, it, those are two verses right after each other. So it's like, what do I do? I'm confused. Do I answer a fool or do I not answer a fool? Do I step into that conversation or do I not step into that conversation? Because in a relationship, there is no, we want formulas, right? But wisdom is not a formula. It's it's a relationship. Right. And that is also in, exemplified in the scripture because Proverbs is a lot of formula. It's do this and this will happen. Mm-hmm. Don't do this and this won't happen. Right. But then in Ecclesiastes is all the contradictions like, well, sometimes the wise suffer and the wicked are <laughs> sitting chill, you know, yeah, yeah. sitting pretty on top of the hill. They like there there isn't the formula. You know, no. there is a general concept of things that are wise and uh, an almost formula. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's true. Continue. And and, and, <laughs> and that's what we want to do. Oftentimes, is we want we want to create formulas, and then we we call those things wisdom. Things that are supposed to be sure things that work every single time. But life is nuanced, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and sometimes the knowledge that we have does not fit into the actually experience of life that we have. And yeah. we need to step into wisdom that allows us to see, hey, that worked last time, but actually. I didn't, I didn't talk to that guy last time, but actually I feel like I should talk to, you know, this guy that might be acting in foolishness or whatever that, that I, I should do this this time. Cause it's a different circumstances it's a different, you know, it's a different time in his life, a different time in my life. I actually feel like I have a word for it, you know, and there's, there's wisdom, um, wisdom allows you to, to see that. And that's, that's exactly what the Pharisees did too, is they turned, they turned a relationship with God into all of these different formulas Right. But then the wisdom of God came and started uncovering all of these things, like all these formulas, because they're focusing on, well, I, you know, we shouldn't heal people on the Sabbath because it's breaking the law. And he's like, who on the Sabbath wouldn't go and, you know, pick up their sheep, you know, right. Their and, sheep and, fell into a pit. And it, their, their sheep fell. So what, what Jesus is even saying in that moment is there's nuance to life, guys. You know, <laughs> like this is not a, a surefire wisdom for every single circumstance. This guy just got healed and you're not actually seeing because you're actually stuck in your own knowledge of the scriptures. And I love the verse that he says in John, Jesus says, you search the scriptures, you know, uh, like basically day in and day, day out, you know, and you don't realize that you searching the scriptures, they actually point to me. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So all of this wisdom, all of the, or I'm sorry, not wisdom, all of this knowledge that you think you have that you've been searching out and you've been studying and you've been memorizing because I think the Pharisees, they basically memorized the entire Torah, the entire Pentateuch, I think, which is that the same thing? I don't the, know. The Torah is Hebrew. I think the Pentateuch is, oh no, oh. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, but <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> um, but, but they basically memorized, you know, some of them memorized the entire Old Testament, I think, like front to cover, you know what I mean? Just like memorize the entire thing. But Jesus is saying, you guys are missing all that. You have all this knowledge about scripture, but you don't realize the actual wisdom behind the scripture, right? And that's the same mm-hmm. thing. For, that's the same thing for our lives is we can see things in a very ordered pattern and there is order to things and God has created orders and, and he even created math. There's definitely different formulas for things to get certain results, but life is very nuanced, 
right? And so yeah. the ability to step into wisdom is stepping into a relationship where you're able to actually see things from different perspectives, from other people's from perspectives, from an aerial viewpoint, from an underneath viewpoint, from a side viewpoint, a diagonal viewpoint, and then to see how does this actually fit in with this context, with this circumstance, all in a moment, you know what I mean? To say, this yeah. is what we're going to do, you know, <laughs> to actually step into that wisdom. And I, I love that God, he he's crazy. And it, it really is like a, it's hard for us because we want things to be, black, at least sometimes I do, just things to be black and white. Just tell me what to do in every single circumstance, God. I want to know in every single circumstance mm -hmm. what to do. But then wisdom is, is not like that because it's a relationship, you know? That actually right. calls us in to know to know what to do in those areas, you know. Yeah. So, um, maybe we should talk about some practicals. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. <laughs> maybe we should have started there, since that's the beginning of wisdom. <laughs> it is the beginning. <laughs> hey, man, we ended with the beginning. <laughs> the first shall be last. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I think that is. Um, a testament to the relationship you know wisdom starts with revering the lord mm -hmm. with knowing who he is right right that's where that's the foundation of wisdom that's where wisdom starts and um yeah i think that i think that we t did talk about a couple practical things but maybe it's maybe saying get to know god isn't practical <laughs> <laughs> But sit I, with wisdom sit with wisdom himself yeah yeah sitting with god in moments and i think that could be harder for some of us uh than others some people i know can like sit in prayer for hours and hours and hours and that's hard for me to do <laughs> right yeah. right that's a hard thing for me to just to sit and uh, to pray with god for hours and hours and hours and hours and um, i love going on walks and in nature and i feel like that's a lot of where i spend my time with god and getting closer with god and mm. where he reveals things to me um but I think that to start, just that's where it starts is getting to know God, being with mm -hmm. God. And that could look like searching the scriptures, reading the, reading the word, sitting with it and uh, learning, trying to learn more. I think that a practical thing when it comes to wisdom is take the posture of a student. Mm -hmm. We're all here to learn because anytime we are not doing that, we are no longer going to be gaining wisdom. As soon as we think we know it all, we will right. we'll stop learning anything. Right. And when we can be in a posture of learning, you know, like I'm here to learn, life is for learning, I like mm -hmm. to say, that we will continue to grow. We will continue to get closer to wisdom, right? We'll get, continue to, to build a relationship with wisdom, right? And recognize the voice of wisdom. Mm. When we can have that posture, firstly, of, okay, I can, what can I learn? Ask, what can I learn? You know, that's a good question to ask yourselves. <laughs> yeah. What can I learn in this? And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Th I, it, to put it, uh, just really bluntly, just, just realize that you could be wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing is like, um, I, I love this, a uh, guy a long time ago said in a message, he's like, you know, like, Love doesn't always have to be right, whatever right means, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I thought that was really cool and it stuck with me all, all these years is, is we're trying to be, we're trying to be right like the fools do who just want to air their own opinions about things. Right. And as soon as you let go, that's when you start to grow. You can coin that. 
right? <laughs> or you can <laughs> tweet that, please. Mm. You know, but it, it is true. As soon as as soon as you let go, that is that is when you begin to grow. When you let go of what you think you know, when you let go of your own opinions, when you let go of what you think should be right, the way that things should be, and you allow God to actually start talking to you about what wisdom is in certain situations. And that's in everything, you know? Jesus says, you know, you have not because you ask not, you know, but we'll only ask if we take a humble position to say, I don't have, <laughs> right? But if we think that we have, we won't ask, right? Yeah. So, so, and we have not because we ask not. So we need to know that we don't have something so that we can ask for it, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if that was convoluted, but, um, but we, we ask God for that wisdom. We ask God for that revelation. I love what Paul prays in Ephesians 1. It's like, I pray that you might be filled with the spirit of revelation mm. and um, of, of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, mm-hmm. right? And when you get the knowledge of Jesus, who is wisdom personified, all of these things start getting uncovered to you, you know? Right. Even the when I first started becoming a, a, a believer, when I first, you know, stepped into faith with Jesus, the things that I used to do, they just didn't make sense to me anymore, you know? Like, right. I, I couldn't do those things, and I started to realize the reasons that I did those things in the first place, I started to realize, wow, I operated out of a lot of insecurity, you know, or I was really trying to get people to like me. I was really <laughs> trying to get people to see me and I, things that I didn't even know I was doing before because I was just like kind of walking in blindness. I came to the Lord. It was like immediately I was like, oh, my gosh, it was like this. My eyes open. I'm like, I can't go back there again. Like, why am I trying to satisfy myself in that way? That is, mm. That's a no go for me, you know. Right. And so there is that 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 relationship aspect when you humble yourself, when you step in that space for God to give you that wisdom in those areas. And then I would say just take it step by step, you know, little by little of like day by day, like you said, taking the hour, <laughs> taking the hour a day for, for five years to say, God, grow in wisdom. I want to grow in my craft because it's not like you just get a download of, of wisdom and then it's like you don't continue to grow from there. Or, you know, you don't continue to put in effort in your craft or in your leadership ability or in your musical gifting, right. your, you know, your musical wisdom or in, I don't know, your tech wisdom, whatever it is, cameras, you know, <laughs> whatever you do. You know, to take it little by little and to take that grain of sand like the ants were doing, right? Yeah. And, and to put that in the stockpile and you'll see that compound interest start to rise because it's almost like a, what is it, like the 401k? It's like you put in a little bit, God puts it, but he, it's not like that because he, he doesn't just match it. He like, <laughs> he pours in in abundance, right? Mm-hmm. So you take a little grain and he puts like the entire beach on it, you know? Yeah. So, so there's, there's that aspect of just going little by little and you'll start to see the fruit of wisdom growing your in your life and you'll start to see just like how did i know those things you know what i mean like how is that even coming to my mind right now or how did i speak to that person that way or how did i know how to do that sometimes i'm literally blown away by what even happens i'm like i don't even know what i'm doing yeah <laughs> but people end up loved and you know people you know things grow and and you know things get planted in people's hearts and people are like that was awesome you know you know like you did this or whatever i was like i didn't even know what i was doing so <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to follow god you know but but yeah so there's a there's a lot that we can step into you know yeah Mm-hmm. The quality of our life is determined by the questions we ask. That's mm. what Tony Robbins says. And I think that literally, I think if, I mean, for me too, if I could just go throughout my day thinking, what can I learn? Right. What can I learn today? When I go throughout my day with that posture, I'll be looking for things to learn. Right. right? I'm going to be looking for ways to grow. I'm going to be looking for things I can get better in. Mm. And I think that's a good place to be. 
Right. I want to be doing that the rest of my life. <laughs> right. I want to be asking that question all the time. Right. What can I learn? Yeah. What can I learn? Mm-hmm. How can I grow? How can I, how can I make this better? Like, how can I, yeah. How can I grow in wisdom? You know, yeah. how can I partner with your wisdom today? God, you know, mm-hmm. how can I have your mind? And I think when we, when we step into that, things start to change for us, you know? And yeah, it's just good. It's just good. Things become exciting. Things become really exciting, you know? (laughs) When you start to be able to look at a tree and you're getting like downloaded from (laughs) from God and you're just like, It's my favorite moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) When you're looking at a tree and you just look crazy because you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much wisdom. And even in this tree, the roots that go down and and they're like grabbing a hold of nutrients and carrying them in. That's just like me staying planted in the Lord. And, you know, and they weather the storm because, you know, I mean, and they have this armor that's built up in the bark. It's like the armor of the Lord. And you start to see, you start to see things in a different way and no longer you just walking past a tree it's like the wisdom of god ah, you know <laughs> yeah. he's everywhere <laughs> he's everywhere <laughs> but wow. but but it does get exciting mm. like that and it's awesome so it, we encourage you guys to to step into wisdom to step into the mind of christ um to to know that it is accessible um to you in every every day yeah, every day and every moment, yeah, the wisdom of God is accessible. The mind of God is accessible. His voice is accessible. And uh, we can step into those things. And when we step into God's wisdom, man, things start to change in our lives for real. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we love you. We love you. We love your faces. We thank you for joining us on our Chill Vibes podcast. <laughs> chill Vibes. I've got my... A little crossing my legs right now. This is nice. This yeah. is beautiful. No table in front of us. No distractions. No distractions. There's just, no barriers between there's us. There's no barriers between us. Listen, if you're just you listening, you don't screen. understand what we're talking about. Maybe you should subscribe on YouTube. Or maybe if you're not subscribed, you subscribe on Instagram to Your Brain on God or to Spotify Podcast, iTunes Apple. Podcast. We got a TikTok, you know, Your Brain on God TikTok. Um, yeah. Subscribe everywhere, you know. Drop a thumbs up on YouTube. Comment. We would love to answer any questions. Um, Yeah. I think that's it. That's it. Boom, Boom. baby. We love you guys. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next time on Your Brain On. God, 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 God.